Hi everyone, um, good to be with you and we're continuing on our series here on the gifts of the Spirit and we're working through that passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We seem to have been in the same four or five verses for seven or eight weeks, something like that, but as you see we've, we've uh, ranged over a number of different uh, scriptures as well. So let me start by uh, reading that scripture from 1 Corinthians and then I'm going to pray and then we'll dive into talking about speaking in tongues, the gift of tongues. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Father, Thank you for the promises in these scriptures and we praise you for them. We praise you for your word that um, reveals to us, is the primary place of revelation, that we can see everything that we need to, to be um, challenged in our thinking and our speaking and our doing and so conform to the reality of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your spirit who is the one who comes and enables us and transform us and facilitates us and chips away at us and and just brings us to that point where we can live in the fullness of who we are in Christ. So Lord, by word and by spirit, may we meet with you today and may we worship you and may we hear your voice. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, the gift of tongues. It's something that's divided churches over the years and and you know what it really shouldn't uh, the gift of tongues is very clearly there in scripture if um, we believe the scripture is the word of God then um, doing somersaults intellectual somersaults and theological somersaults to make it say certain things um, is not a good idea we should be taking it I, I wouldn't say totally literally in every situation because we've got to understand the the literature that we're reading it's no good taking a poem literally because it's poetic yeah, and narrative we have to understand the context we have to do uh, what's called exegesis big word it just means understanding what the passage mean uh, meant when they first read it so we've got to understand some of the culture and all the rest of that going on but it's still the word of god and it's god's intention for it to be for us so um a friend of mine has this phrase if if it's in the bible it's on the menu so this tells us about uh, the gifts that are, are ours um, and the Spirit's going to give them to each, to each one just as he determines we won't all have all of the gifts but every church will see the use of all the gifts so some, and actually Paul says later a lot, seek it a lot of people will speak in tongues it's normal, in 1 Corinthians 12 uh, a bit later on in verse 28 it says God's placed in the church first of all apostles, prophets to teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance. These are all things that we recognise, and of different kinds of tongues. Now the word is languages, uh, but it doesn't mean, therefore, it's going to be multinational and multilingual 
church everywhere what he's saying is every church will have all these languages and some of them angelic and some of them are human uh, but they are a gift of the spirit for spontaneous utterance come to that a bit more so the gift of tongues should be a normal part of church life it's not special it's not extra it's not for the keenies nor is it weird odd or unusual it should be a normal part of church life tongues and prophecy did not cease in the first century it is clear in scripture i wonder remember one of my old um new testament uh uh lecturers at theological college said you charismatics when um he said you should use this passage because this is the passage that's often used to say that tongues ceased he said use it because it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that the first century is the only place for tongues and for prophecy the scripture is love uh, sorry the scripture is god ah missed it where are we going uh, yes, sir. love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Often people go to that and go, well, look, tongues will pass away. Prophecies will pass away. Where there's knowledge, it will pass away. Uh, but actually, look at 1 Corinthians 13. It's not pointing to a particular point in church history. It's pointing to when Jesus comes again. So... Guys, I'll have that argument with anybody who wants it. Tongues and prophecy did not cease in the first century. They will cease when Jesus comes again. When we're actually in that place when Jesus comes again. Give me a moment. I'm just going to clean my um, camera. So you can see all the all the, all the the bolts and fittings and screw looses and all the rest of it when I do these things. But actually, if we can get this a bit cleaner, then my face might be a bit clearer, which may be a blessing. Oh, look, I've made it worse. I've made it a lot, lot worse. Look at that. Hang on. Let's get the tissue. Oh, there you go. Let's see how it works. That's better. It's a lot better now than using my thumb. Hmm. Learned something. Uh, there you go. You're seeing it all working. All the workings as we go. So, tongues are part of the normal, a normal part of church life. Secondly, they didn't cease in the first century. They're for now and until Jesus returns. And they're actually part of the Great Commission. What? Mark 16 verses 15 to 18 he said to them go into all the world preach the gospel to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned that's the great commission isn't it ah there's more verses guys let's put it in verse 17 says and that's why it's connected to the previous bit and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name they will drive out demons mm, there you go and they will speak in new tongues now please another little thing i just want to get out of the way before we talk about the gift of tongues tongues is not a necessary sign of being filled with the holy spirit that was prevalent amongst uh, a particular strand of charismatic christianity over the last hundred years or so uh, but actually it's not biblical um i think people were so excited to to realize the gift of tongues was still there that they thought well actually if it's there then we should all have it and it got a little bit twisted it's not a necessary sign of being filled with the holy spirit if you are born again then you are baptized in the spirit the spirit is always is present in you perfectly in your spirit remember the inner circle what you need is a release of that fullness a release of that baptism to fill the rest the psyche do you remember those things from living in freedom so 
speaking in tongues is not a necessary sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit all are baptised in the Spirit if you're born again but we need to align to God's design to his truth to his will to release the fullness and for the Spirit to be manifest in the fruit of the Spirit we're talking about those are we but that's really important and therefore in the gifts it's part of church life and mission we're not supposed to switch off these things for unbelievers, for non-believers or not yet believers. So many people say oh, we mustn't worship if we're doing an evangelistic service. And please, no tongues, no this, that and the other. No, I'm going to come to it later. The, the uh, tongues is actually a sign for the non-believer, for the not yet believer. So tongues are part of the release of the fullness that is ours, but it's, they're not necessary. It says in the first passage... The Spirit gives to each one as he will. So some will speak in tongues. Actually, a lot of people can and do and will speak in tongues, but it doesn't mean everybody. And the point is we mustn't get hung up and not having a particular gift. We have Jesus. We have the gift that we that, uh, of, that is the most precious pearl, that is the most amazing thing. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. What he then does within us is up to him, and he is sovereign. The Pentecost experience wasn't a one-off for then and not for now it's it's actually the um the release and the inauguration of the new normal ah uh, we talk about that a lot at the moment but pentecost was that huge pivotal moment actually from jesus's incarnation through his life to the cross to the resurrection to the ascension to pentecost that's actually really one event it's the whole thing of the gospel um, but Pentecost is the release it's the point at which everything changes for the people of God and so therefore Pentecost is the normal from now it was special at the time because it was the first time it happened all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and what did they do they began to speak in other tongues other languages as the Spirit enabled them and if somebody doesn't uh, know about praying in tongues and doesn't really know about the work of the Holy Spirit uh, Paul encounters that in Acts chapter 19 and it says Paul placed his hands on those who hadn't heard uh, the Holy Spirit came on them they were Christians already they'd heard of Jesus but they hadn't heard about the Holy Spirit Paul placed his hands on them the Holy Spirit came on them what happened they spoke in tongues and prophesied tongues needs debunking it's normal um, it should be usually it's, it's out there it's what's, what should be happening so what do we mean by the gift of tongues firstly tongues is under the control of the speaker i think some people have this image of speaking in tongues as an ecstatic utterance so you get you get in some sort of trance or you um you dance around in worship and it comes and all that happens now tongues is spontaneous in its content if you speak in tongues you don't know what the content is because it's your spirit and the thing the, the important word there is you don't know the content because it's your spirit being released but the gift of tongues is intentional in use once you have it it's a tool in the toolbox we talked about the gifts being the tools in the toolbox so actually the gift of tongues is something we can use and we'll talk about how and what for in a moment the word tongue means language to a question does it mean a language an earthly language like german or french or afrikaans or swahili or hindi or whatever or does it mean a heavenly language that the angels speak that's very guess what i've asked an either or question and i think i know the answer ready exactly yes 
Does it mean other languages that some people can understand as their own languages? Yes. Look at Acts chapter 2 again. The people heard them speak in their own languages. And these uneducated fishermen and tax collectors and all the rest of it couldn't speak those languages. It was a spontaneous thing. But also, sometimes the language is from the angelic, from the heavenly realm, and it's a language we, we don't understand. But it, God understands that language. And so, the tongue is not ecstatic. It's under the control of the speaker. It's spontaneous in what he said, but we need to be intentional to use it. And the tongue is an earthly and heavenly language, and it could be either or both, and sometimes different. I actually think if you have the gift of tongues and you use it regularly, you begin to hear, you you recognize your own tongue. You, I, you still don't know what you're saying. I speak in tongues. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm saying when I speak it out. Sometimes the Lord gives me an interpretation. I don't want to step on... I think it's Vicky's shoes for next week. Uh, uh, but sometimes not, and I'll explain why in a moment. The key thing here is that tongues are about worship. Tongues are from us to God. The prophetic, revelation, healing, all the stuff we've been talking about so far, even the gift of faith is from God to us. We want to hear God. We want to hear the revelation. It's what he's giving to us. Now... This is from him because it's from his spirit. So he's giving us the gift. But the gift is not about him telling us something or uh, or revelation. The gift here is, is a gift from him to release us into worship. It's about, it's coming from us to God. Not revelation in the God to us way, but because the Holy Spirit and our spirit combined, it's about releasing worship that then is experienced actually as a new revelation, a new experience of intimacy and worship. So there is revelation in it, but actually it's tongues is about us to God. Prophecy, God to us. Tongues, us to God. I believe in scripture it's quite clear there are two types of tongues. There's the tongue, uh, people are releasing the gift of tongues for private use, and then they are releasing the gift of tongues for public use. Let me explain what I mean there. Tongues is a love language. It's, it's expressing our worship to God. So personally, in our private devotions, we can pray in tongues. And I think it does several things for us. It, it enables us to be more intimate with God. It enables us to express the oh in us. Uh, and therefore, actually, it enables us to intercede. Sometimes um, when I'm interceding for difficult situations um, in the Kabira or the, the, the COVID-19 stuff that's been going on, I, what do I pray? Well, I and the tongues come because my heart is reaching out. My spirit is reaching out. And... So that's what happens. And then, so it's a love language which increases our intimacy. And it, it's a release of praise. You heard us on the church weekend away, the church family away, when the singing in tongues started to happen. And actually singing in tongues is amazing. But the private tongues, it can happen, it happens when I sit at my desk and I'm, I'm having my quiet time. And I've read my scriptures and I'm praying. Lord, I love you. Jesus, you're amazing. And off we go. It's it, it's just gone. It's spirit to spirit. And by spirit, I mean Holy Spirit and our spirit to spirit to spirit. It's our spirit and the Holy Spirit. But if he dwells in us, are, are so intermingled. Uh, it bypasses our head. 
Yes, it bypasses our rational thought because most of us would, most of us would go, "What's that? What am I saying? I've got to get the theology right. I've got to get it sorted." Actually, let, let the spirit speak, and the tongues just come. We're to worship in spirit and in truth. So yes, we we do the rational thing. We do the proclamation of scripture. We do, but also to let it happen. So there's that private sense of tongues, and then there's the public sense of tongues. Again, it's Godward, so it's in a public context, but it's from us to God. And something when somebody speaks or sings um, a tongue out in public, and we don't see that happen actually very often with us. It does happen when we're worshiping, but we tend not to have an individual do it. Uh, I would encourage it if you if you've had that sense then let it happen it releases something into the atmosphere it changes the atmosphere it, there's something about faith release but then again there's something about intimacy released as well the spirit interceding for us where our words are too finite uh, and but then if it's public there will be an interpretation so if somebody was to give a tongue I'd wait for an interpretation and I've heard it happen so many times somebody gives a tongue blah 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 then somebody goes, and the Lord says this to us, and then somebody else goes, Lord, we love you, you're amazing, you're fantastic. And the interpretation of the tongue is actually the last thing, it's not the one in the middle. The one in the, We've had a tongue, a prophecy, and then the interpretation of the tongue. Careful. I'm on Vicky's feet again for next week, but hey-ho, never mind. So we've got the gift of tongues for private use, intimacy and worship, bypassing the head and allowing the spirit to release. But we've also got the gift of tongues in public, which is about intimacy and worship and the bypass of the head. But it releases something over the corporate worship. It releases something over the body. And uh, there will be an interpretation. We'll wait for it. I've got a couple of stories I want to tell you and then just land in with, well, what do we do with it then? So, um, my dad didn't become a Christian until um, late on in life, and he used to come to church. Sometimes he'd come, uh, he'd come to church with the children when they were younger if he was staying, and we'd, we'd all go together in the mornings, a family service, fairly innocuous. He wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, struggle with it. This is before I was ordained. He was staying with us one evening, a long time ago now, and I said, Dad, I'm going down to church uh, and do the evening service. I'm not actually, this is before I was ordained. Uh, and I said, do you want to come? Thinking he's going to say, no, I'll stay with Wendy and James. I think it was just James at the time. Blah, 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 blah. And he said, yeah, go on then. Said, oh, uh, I'll be honest, I'm praying. In the car, all the way, I'm praying. Lord, we're in a wacky fellowship. Lord, please, no prophecies, no tongues tonight because it'll just be weird and oh lord would you just make it simple for dad um and make the worship not too loud and not too off the wall because oh because dad's coming and i want him to hear the that's what i was praying anyway we got there the worship was amazing but it was probably wilder than it had been for a long time um my mate jeff was leading uh, it was fantastic and with dad and i are sitting there and then up beside me comes and sits um, a lady who's known for her prophetic words and I'm thinking oh, oh heck Moya's sitting next to me uh, it's lovely to see her she's an amazing lady but dad careful oh. and then there's this time of silence and, and you can feel the presence of the Lord and Moya stands up and goes tongue loud as you want it's like oh Lord and I'm sitting there going, your head in my hands going oh no what's dad going to think because he, think, he thinks I'm mad anyway what is he going to think we're doing? Oh, heck. This 
beautiful tongue, and she does. It was a beautiful tongue. Uh, and then there was uh, the guy, our friend Martin, was leading the service, the vicar at the time, and there was a, a um, an interpreter, and it was it actually it was all beautiful. I didn't enjoy it because I'm thinking about my dad. Get in the car to go home, Dad. I'm sorry about it. What are you sorry for? All the the weirdness. That, he said that was just God speaking through you and to you, wasn't it? What? But he said, well, he said actually I've never heard anything like that before. He said sounded quite real to me. Wow! And of course, it says in the scripture in one Corinthians fourteen verse twenty two, tongues are a sign not for believers. But for unbelievers, oops, I shouldn't have worried about my dad. Friends of ours were in Uganda. Um, it was the back end, the tail end of the uh, revival in East Africa, and they were there, and they were at a big rally. But they'd had a bad, they had a bad time. Lizzie was feeling very low, and uh, they were in this big football stadium, and. Um, there was worship going on, but she was like, oh, I just feel, I just, this is hard work. What's going on? What's happening? And a lady, a couple of rows behind her, stand, stood up and just poured forth this beautiful praise to God. Uh, and just it lifted Lizzie's heart just to hear these words being said. And uh, it was just absolutely amazing. Lizzie was so, and by the, the lady went on for a couple of minutes. By the end, Lizzie's like, oh. Lord, thank you. And her heart is lifted by this, and it's fantastic. And so she turns around at the end of the session, she turns around, she's noticed which which woman it is who's been speaking out now, and she goes over to her and says, I just want to thank you so much for the way you prayed and for the way you praised. And the woman looked and went, huh? The woman actually couldn't speak any English. The tongue that the woman was speaking in was English and it, I think it was for Lizzie's benefit so that Lizzie could hear it. The woman thought she'd stood up and spoken in tongues, which she had but it was English that was her tongue amazing thing that, hap uh, that happened there um, so what do we do? One, we seek the gift of the this gift of the Spirit Paul tells us to seek all the gifts of the Spirit uh, so we seek it, we ask for it, we, Lord I want to release more into worship and intimacy okay Lord would you give me the gift of tongues? we don't presume we don't we don't have an entitlement to it uh, but we can have an expectation that he will because he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth so we seek it firstly secondly often we need to, to cross the sound barrier now i quite like the fact we're recording here because i can do this i've seen so many people go i haven't got the gift of tongues i i put my hand on them, pray for them and say lord would you release that gift of tongues and they go what well, you can probably hear a drill going in the background. I'm sorry about that. They go. The drill's perfect timing, isn't it? The, they, they wobble their mouth around. And I'm sitting, standing there thinking, well, they're praying in tongues, but they're doing it silently. And I just say, well, you put some noise behind it. And they go, what do you mean? I said, well, if you were trying to speak out loud or sing a new song, you'd make a noise. You might make out of tune or you might use the wrong words but you'd put a sound behind it you'd go blah 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 blah, blah wouldn't you yeah well, 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 I can't 
just put some noise behind what you're doing. You see them going, suddenly the gift that's already there is released because they've cooperated with what the Spirit is doing. So cross the sounds, sound barrier. Paul Hopkins at the School of Predic led a number of people into the gift of tongues for the first time. I was so excited. I was excited actually that so many people did speak in tongues. That was great. But I was really excited that people wanted to speak in tongues and Paul led it. And I won't say who, but somebody turned to me. I was there praying for everybody and somebody turned to me and, and, and did what I've just said and, and let let it out and they, and they went is that it and I said absolutely they thought it was something huge and something that was going to be so off the wall but they realized it was just something so simple it is that simple seek it cross the sound barrier and this one if I speak in the tongues of men or angels but have not love I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal if you're going to speak in tongues you've got to show the love of God. Um, it's the thing on the football terrace, if you're going to wear pink boots, you've got to be good at playing. So if you're going to use this gift, then actually the love thing is so important. Seek it, put sound to it, cross the sound barrier, remember love at all times, and guys, just do it. Just do it. If it ha And if you've been given the gift and you haven't spoken in tongues for a long time, why not? You know, the guy... The couple that I said were in Uganda and the English tongue and all the rest of it. Ollie challenged Wendy and myself a long, long time ago, just after we got married, which is now years ago. And he said, have you got the gift of tongue? Yeah. Well, use it then. Use it. That's the intentional use. Guys, seek the gift if you haven't got it. Cross the sound barrier. Allow the sound of the Holy Spirit speaking through you to come out. It will sound weird. Don't worry. Remember love at all times in the use of this and just do it if you've got the gift use it let me pray i'm going to pray for you now those that want the gift of the holy spirit can i just pray I, i'm going to ask you to do i'm going to ask you to do something slightly undue. if you want the gift of the spirit will you just put your hands here on the side on your cheeks on the side of your face okay if you have the gift of the spirit and you haven't been using it we'll just do a little bit of repentance in a moment and then i'm going to say lord would you release us and just let us pray in tongues Holy Spirit, thank you for your word. Thank you for the encouragement. Come, Holy Spirit, you dwell in us. I pray now for those who want to be released in the gift of tongues, who want to know that gift, that's a good, good Father you want to give us. So place our hands on our face. Lord, would you anoint now our mouths? Would you anoint our lips and our tongues? Would you anoint the voice box and would you, Lord, encourage us to put sound? Don't pray yet. Lord, would you come and do that? Lord, for those of us who have the gift and not been using it, Lord, we're sorry. We repent, turn back to you, Lord. Would you release the gift again in us? For those of us who, who pray in tongues, we're no better. We just, it's just part of the body here. Lord, just release us right now into that gift. Right, guys, I'm going to say let's speak in tongues together. Let's pray. If it's for the first time, give it a go. It'll sound weird, but give it a go. Even if you're sitting there with somebody who's not sure, give it a go. Ready? My dad wasn't sure, but he recognized it. Lord, release us in tongues right now. Kiara la man, kiara to toy in a salabat kiara tanamo. 
Jetzt hast du so einen Mann gehalten, aber noch nicht gehalten, und die Jesus und Mann gehalten, aber das ist ein Mann, und die Jesus und Mann gehalten, 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 und die Jesus name. Amen.